Alright, so we'll say good morning. Today's daf is daf yud gimel. We're gonna leave off. We we left off on. Um, ten rabbanon. Thank you. Okay, ten rabbanon. All right, two, four, six, eight, ten, eleven lines up. Thank you. Ten rabbanon. Irabo psul. What happens if so? We'll say now we're talking about the cases in which something happens to the coin. God and therefore bless you, and therefore the scan. The replacement has to operate in his stead. So the Mishnah says, the Bryson says, So they went ahead, the coin Gadol has a psul, they appointed someone else in his stead. So say, when the first coin, when the original coin Gadol becomes fit, he returns to office. And Rabbi Meir says, but the second one, i.e. the replacement, who then became the primary, also remains the coin Gadol. Now we'll say, what does that mean? Take a look at Rashi. Kol mitzvos kuna gedol alav. It's the third wide line in Rashi. Lo porea velo porein, which Rabosai means. Lo porea velo porein means he does not tear his clothing, nor does he allow his hair to grow. What that means, Rabosai, not tearing his clothing is reference to abelus. Remember again, a kohen gadol does not observe the laws of mourning. See, he does not tear his clothing velo porein. He does not allow his hair to grow. Allowing his hair to grow both is number one a form of abelus, but also remember. It's interesting. The Kohen Gadol must get his hair cut on a regular basis. The Rambam Paskin, the Kohen Gadol gets his hair cut once a week. Once a week. Right? Why? Because the Kohen Gadol must be in tip-top grooming shape. He must, he must look the part. So therefore, the he does not become Tommy for his immediate relatives. Umusa Allah Amana is not permitted to marry a widow, which means because he can only marry a and he wears the clothing of the Kohen Gadol. So here you have Rabbi Meir who says, that even once, once the replacement becomes Kohen Gadol, always Kohen Gadol. And even though when the first one comes back, he will resume the day-to-day, uh, um, day-to-day responsibilities of the Kohen Gadol. The second one remains in that position as well. Rabbi Rabiosi says, Rishon Rabiosi says, no, the first one comes back. The first Kohen Gadol, when he finishes, whatever, whatever the impediment was, Tumor, whatever else, he comes back. Shani in a roi lola Kohen Gadol, lola But the replacement... The replacement is nishtahin nishtaher. <coughs> so he can't go ahead and continue to be the Kohen Gadol, obviously, because there's only one Kohen Gadol. But he also can't go back to being a regular Kohen Hedjot. Amr Abiyosi, we'll see why. Rabiyosi says, Ma'asab Yosef ben Elam. Bitsipori. There was once Yosef ben Elam. Yosef ben Elam is, or was, a Sagan Kohen Gadol. He was, he was the backup. He was the backup. And what happened? She'ira b'opsul b'koin gadol. We know tachtov. So once, what happened? They called Yosef ben Elam out of the bullpen. The koin gadol became Tomei. And they called Yosef ben Elam out. He took, he took the position. And then what happens? And then let's say afterwards, the koin gadol came back to service. And the chachamim said, Rishon Sheni roi lola koin gadol lola koin hedjo. And I told Yosef ben Elam, when the koin gadol came back, you could resume here, but again, understand that you can't really do anything. You can't be the coin goggle, and you can't go ahead and be a coin head joke. Why? Did this happen on Yom Kippur? This could have probably been a Yom Kippur case. Yeah. Yeah, and Rashi doesn't point out when it, uh, when it happened. I don't know if it really matters exactly when it happened, but the point is coin goggle came back. So the Gemara <laughs> says, what happened? Lola coin goggle, lola coin head joke. Coin goggle. Mishum Eva. So you can't be the Kohen Gadol literally because of Eva. Eva Abosa means animosity. That you can't have two Kohanim Gedolim. You just can't have that because it's not going to be good. Kohen Hedyot. And it can't be a regular Kohen. Why? Mishum Ma'aleb HaKodesh V'lomoridin. Because Abosa, again, once you've served in the capacity of the Kohen Gadol, you can't go back to being a Kohen Hedyot. There's a general concept that we go up in Kiddusha, we, we ascend and we do not descend. 
Amr Rabbi Barachan and Rabbi Yochanan. So both say fundamentally, my focus is Rabbi Yossi and Rabbi Meir. Rabbi Meir holds that Lamaisa, once you become Kohen Gadol, you essentially retain that status, even if you are not the active service Kohen Gadol. So the replacement, once he becomes Kohen Gadol, essentially continues to practice that way. He'll wear the, he'll wear the clothing of the Kohen Gadol. He, the, the restrictions on Avelos will apply to him. He'll have to cut his hair regularly. Rabbi Yossi says, no, you're only the acting Kohen Gadol when the primary Kohen Gadol is out of service. But once he's recommissioned, then Lamaisa, you kind of go into a Kohanic no man's land. You can't be Kohen Gadol because there's only one Kohen Gadol. You can't be a Kohen Hedra because Ma'alim Mekodashayim ve'in Moridin. So Amr Rabbi Yochanan, Rabbi Yochanan says, excuse me, Amr Rabbi Yochanan, Amr Rabbi Yochanan, Tav of Yud Gimel, Halacha Rabbi Yossi. The Halacha follows Rabbi Yossi. Namely what? Namely that Lamaisa, that Lamaisa, once the Kohen Gadol, once the Kohen Gadol comes back onto the scene, the Sgan, the Sgan is kind of relegated to this Kohanic no man's land. <coughs> Umodi Rabbi Yossi, Rabbi Yossi agrees, She'im Avar Va'avad Avodoso, that what happens if the coin got, if the coin headyot, excuse me, if the scan coin got off the back of, ended up doing the avoda of the coin gadol, that avodoso kishera, that the avoda is kasher. I will say, if you take a look, for some reason, Rashi over here is back on your days on the days. I'm not sure why the page was set up this way, but you'll see it over here. It's five lines up from the bottom, Shim Avar Va'avad. Bishmona begadim, Bishmona begadim, kikohen gadol, avodasek sheir. So I will say, even though Rabbi Yossi says that when the when the original kohen gadol is is able is fit to serve, that the skan is no longer the kohen gadol. If the skan, however, operated in the capacity of the kohen gadol and wore the eight garments of the kohen gadol and did and did the avoda, he says that the avoda is kshera, the ha kohen gadol who, because at his core he is still a kohen gadol. Again, this is going back to what Rabbi Yossi say. Why can't the scan continue to serve as the Kohen Gadol? Because it's not good for Shalom Bayis. It's not good for Beis HaMikdash family dynamics to have two Kohanim Gidolim. It creates, it creates a sense of competition, it creates a sense of, of animosity, and we don't want that. Therefore, again, we tell him you're not the coin Gadol. But if he did the avoda of the coin Gadol, wearing the clothing of the coin Gadol, then, in fact, the avoda works. Listen to what Rashi says here. Aval, ba'arbo, vadai psula, If this same coin went ahead and what? Went ahead and did the avoda in the clothing of a regular coin, a coin head yod, then that avoda would not be good. That avoda would not be good. Because at the end of the day, because at the end of the day, Lemaisa, again, he's not a Kohen Hedjot. So back to the top of your Gimelam and Aleph. So the Gemara says, Amr Rabbi Huda, Amr Rabbi Yossi. So Rabbi Huda says the name of Rabbi also, that the Halacha follows Rabbi Yossi. Umod Rabbi Yossi, she'imais rishon, she'chozer la'avodoso. Rabbi Yossi, Gizab, I'll say that's what? That if the Kohen Hedjot, excuse me, if the Kohen Gadol dies, then who becomes the automatic next Kohen Gadol? The scan, the replacement. Why? So the Gemara says, Pshita. So that's obvious. What's the Chiddush in that? So the Gemara says, Ma'od Tema, what would you have thought? Habile Tzare Mechaim. I might have thought that if that's the case, it creates an uncomfortable competition even when the Kohen Gadol is alive. Meaning, if the Kohen Gadol looks over his shoulder and he knows that is the guy who's going to take my job. When, imagine imagine if, at your, if at your place of work, right, your, your, your employer, if you work for somebody, your employer says, listen, you know, uh, Ruvain, I want you to meet Shimon. Yeah, Shimon's in here just in case you die. Right, in case that, I just want you to know, you know, we've got your backup already, already, you know, so when you see Shimon Davening there in the corner with Kamincha, a lot of Kavana, 
you have to wonder what exactly he's davening for. So, so the, the point the Gemara is making is, uh, what? Watch your go. That's right. So, so one would have thought, one would have thought that perhaps, again, it's an uncomfortable and, uh, and counterproductive dynamic. Kamash malon, no. Kamash malon, that again. So according to Biosi Rabbi what happens is the following. You have the coin gold, you have the scan. If one goes ahead, something happens to the coin gold, the scan fills in. Once the scan fills in, he is vested with Kohen Gadol Kedusha. Now, again, but once the original Kohen Gadol is fit for service, he resumes the responsibilities of the Kuna Gidola. The problem, of course, at this point in time is what do you do with the Skan? So Biosi says, essentially, he still remains the Kohen Gadol, but he's a decommissioned Kohen Gadol. He doesn't do the avoda of the Kohen Gadol. Why? Only because of Eva, because we don't want to create animosity. But if he were to do the avoda of the Kohen Gadol, where, as long as he's wearing the clothing of the Kohen Gadol, the avoda would be good. If he, however, were to practice as a Kohen Hedyot, then the avoda would not be good. And in the event that the Kohen Gadol dies, the Mansa, the Kohen, this, this kind of Kohen Gadol, is the automatic next Kohen Gadol. And this is indeed, in fact, how the Rambam himself passed The Rambam says, this is in Hilchos, Avodas Yom Kippurim, Perek Aleph Halacha Gimel. The Rambam says two things. First of all, we will say, based on our, based on our daf yesterday, the Rambam Paskins, Avodaso Michan Chaso. Very important. Remember, we had this idea as to if the Kohen Gadol dies on Yom Kippur, how exactly do we consecrate or, or, or inaugurate the Kohen Gadol into his, the, the, new, the new Kohen Gadol into his service? So we Paskin again just by simply doing the Avoda. That's the consecration. And the Rambam also Paskins, like Rabbi Yossi, that after Yom Kippur is over and the Kohen Gadol returns to his position, the first one, excuse me, the scan ultimately is considered to be a coin Gadol. He just doesn't do the service of the abode of the coin Gadol. If he did the service, the service is kosher. And when the first coin Gadol dies, the scan automatically takes his place. Rabbi, Rabbi Huda Omer, Af Isha Acheres Maskimla. So both say, remember, what did the Mishnah say? Rabbi Huda said, we even established another wife for him. Another wife for him. Now remember again, I've also just like we establish a backup Kohen in case something happens, Rabbi Huda says we also establish a backup wife. So says the Gemara, nami ha chayshi l'shema. So Rabbi interestingly enough, the rabbis disagreed with Rabbi Huda, And the rabbis said, no, you don't have to establish uh, another wife. Uh, you don't have to set up another wife for him. Why? Because we're not choshesh that, that his wife is going to die. So the Gemara says, but the rabbis are contradicting themselves. Because on one hand, the rabbis said that we have to go ahead and set up a Kohen Gadol. A backup Kohen Gadol. In case, in the event that, in the event that something happens to the Kohen, so we're choshesh that the Kohen could become tummy, but yet what? We're not choshesh that his wife is going to die. So the Gemara says, once you're being choshesh for things, then you should be choshesh for all possibilities. So Amr the Rabbanon, and the Rabbanon will say, no, Tuma Shricha, Misolo Shricha. So the rabbis say, we plan for eventualities that are common. So the fact that a coin Gadol can become Tomei, so that is a realistic occurrence for which we must create a contingency plan. But the, for the fact that the coin Gadol's wife must go, but for the fact that the coin Gadol's wife may go ahead and die, that we're not Choshesh for. Again, I will say, because that's not an occurrence that we have to actively plan for. So says the Gemara, So remember again, they said to Rabbi Huda, if you're going to go ahead and set up a backup wife, to set up a backup wife, because um, to set up a backup wife, because his wife may die, then lemaisa again, lemaisa again. Then you should set up a backup for the backup, because she may die as well. And ain't looked up herself. There's no end to the matter. So says the Gemara Shapir Ka'amri Le the Rabbi Huda. The rabbis are saying good. So what does Rabbi Huda respond to that? Rabbi Huda Amr Rabbi Huda will say lemisa dechada chayshinan. 
Lamisa de Tarti Lochai Shinan. So Rabbi Huda will say, We're Choshesh for the death of one. We're not Choshesh for the death of two. So, okay, the fact that his wife may die, okay, that's a possibility we have to plan for. But the fact that his wife may die and the backup wife may die, that we're not going to plan for. But on the other hand, for Rabbanon, so the train the the Rabbanon on the other hand say, well, one second, either you're choshesh for death or you're not choshesh for death. If you're choshesh for death, then what? Then everybody's subject to that chashash. Why? Why is the why is the statistical probability of wife number one dying any greater than the statistical probability of wife number two dying? So if you're choshesh for death, you have to be choshesh for death on all levels, and therefore you should create a whole string of backup wives. So the Gemara says, So why don't the rabbis, why don't the rabbis apply this same logic to themselves? Now what does the Gemara say? That if indeed, if indeed we are going to be Choshesh for the Tumah of the Kohen Gadol, then why not be Choshesh for the Tumah of the Skan as well? So remember, the fundamental Machlokis is like this. Rabbi Huda is Choshesh for both Tumah and Nisa. And therefore, he says, what we do is we go ahead and we plan for both of those contingencies. <laughs> and therefore, we'll go ahead and appoint a scan coin Gadol. So therefore, if the coin Gadol becomes Tameh, we have a backup. That's, that's number one. And also, we're Choshesh that perhaps his wife is going to die. And therefore, we go ahead and establish a backup wife as well. So if Rabbanon are really concerned about Tumah, then why shouldn't we be concerned about the Tumah of the scan? Maybe the backup, maybe the coin Gadol is going to become Tameh, and maybe the backup coin Gadol is going to become Tameh as well. Perhaps we should appoint other people to be backup as well. Amrili Rabbanon, Rabbanon will say, Kohen Gadol Zorisu. We're not really worried. You know why? Because the coin Gadol himself was someone who was very Zoris. Very Zoris means he was very, he was very, um, very conscientious, right? Very conscientious, very, very conscientious about his job. And therefore, He's not really going to become Tameh. So the Himar says, okay, if that's the case, So he'll say, but if that's the case that we're so convinced that the coin is so zar, that the coin is so conscientious, then why, why set up a backup to begin with? And why even the need to create the scan? To which the Himar says, we, we learn this actually on Ahmed Aleph, Kevan, excuse me, or, excuse me, Bez Ahmed Aleph, Kevan da'avdinan le tzara kol shekein de mizdaris because there is nothing that keeps you on your toes like knowing that you have a little bit of competition. Like knowing that there's another guy that is sitting right there on the sidelines ready to jump on your job. As soon as you go ahead and slip up, that's what creates this reason. So it's an incredible you sort in general that when people don't feel competition, when people don't feel a fire burning under them, they, they, they can get away with underperforming. But when you know that there's competition on the sidelines, Lemaisa, <laughs> you bring out your A game. So therefore, the Gemara says over here, so in reality, are we Choshish that the Kohen Gadol is going to go ahead and become Tameh? Kohen Gadol, we generally assume, is Zoris. But you know what creates even a greater Zrizos? Is the fact that there's a backup. Umi Sagile Betakanta. So I'll say, now watch this. Now, so according to Rabbi Yehuda, we're going to go ahead and establish a backup wife for the Kohen Gadol. So the Gemara says, and the whole reason for this is why? Because we're afraid, because the Kohen Gadol must be married for the, service of, for the service of Yom Kippur to be effective. So the Gemara says, does this process of creating a backup wife actually remedy and address the issue? After all, Beso Amarachmana, Vaha Lab Besohu. What does the Torah say? The Torah says, He will go ahead and atone for, for on behalf of himself, on behalf of his home. And we saw already the Gemara says, Beso zo ishto. Right? What's your home? Your home is your wife. So that's why the Kohen Gadol has to be married. So we'll say, let's analyze this. Let's say Mrs. Kohen Gadol, Baruch Tainemes, dies on Yom Kippur. 
So now there's the backup wife. Very nice. What's the only problem? They're not married. They're not married. Meaning, so what, what exactly? So, I mean, but but, but Beisel doesn't just mean that you have a kala. Beisel doesn't just mean you're seeing someone seriously. Mm-hmm. Beisel doesn't just mean, you know, you know, you know, I think things are going to, I think there's a future over here. But Beisel means you're married to her. But you're not, but in this, the way we're setting this up over here, Mrs., now again, Mrs. Kohen Gadol dies before Yom Kippur. Okay, you can marry this time tonight. What if she dies on Yom Kippur itself? What is he going to do? To which the Gemara says, you're right. What happens? No, you know what? They do Kiddushin before Yom Kippur. I will say, remember, biblically speaking, polygamy is permitted. So therefore, what's going to happen on Erev Yom Kippur? By the way, this is not a good way to go into Yom Kippur with your wife. That's what I tell you. You want to talk about asking for Mechila. This is, this is, I, I hope the Kohen Gadol was having the Zudah Mavsek is somewhere else. But uh, yeah, yeah. So what, what does he do? He actually betrothed this, this woman on Erev Yom Kippur, or sometime before Yom Kippur. He, he actively is Mekadishar. The Gemara says, that's right, the Gemara says, that still doesn't work. But that doesn't matter. Kiddushin is not enough. Beso has a connotation of full-fledged marriage, which means Kiddushin and Erisin. Now, Lav Dafka, that he have to have lived with her. That's not what the Gemara is suggesting. What the Gemara is suggesting, however, is just procedurally, they have to be fully married for it to be called Beso. You need Kiddushin and Erisin. Remember, we'll say, we actually learned this in our Ahmed Yomi days. So Kiddushin is accomplished just by giving Omen an item of value. It creates transactional marriage. But there's still another piece called Erisin. Erisin is Chuppah, whatever Chuppah means. But you have to do Chuppah. So the Gemara says, so he, just because he's Makadishur, that doesn't make her base. So to which the Gemara says, you're right. The law. Okay, you're right. What happens? Mamish, sometime before Yom Kippur, he marries her. He marries her. Erisin and Nisuin. So the Gemara says, well, then you have a problem. Imkain Habile Shnei if that's the case, Rabbi say then what? That the Kohen Gadol has two homes. So you'll say, who cares about two homes? Rachmanon, the Torah says, Vechiper ba'ada u ba'ad beiso. He will atone for himself and for his home, singular, below ba'ad shnei batim. But he does not atone for two homes. So also now we're in a little bit of a catch-22. On one hand, the Kohen Gadol has to be married to, has to be married in Yom Kippur. And therefore, again, we want a contingency marriage as well. As on the other hand, he cannot be married to two women at the time of the Avodah. To which the Gemara says, you're right. So what does he do? He marries her and then he divorces her. So the Gemara says, well, what does that do? If he divorces her, then we're back to square one. Now I will say, what the Gemara is now going to do is the Gemara is going to go through a series of possibilities that are all fundamentally flawed. Fundamentally flawed. And the Gemara knows they're fundamentally flawed. We're just trying to reach some type of, of final resolution over here. So the Gemara says, Lo what's the case over here? The Megarish al tonight. He divorces her on condition. What's the condition? listen to this. He says to her, this is your get. Almanas shetamusi. This is your get on the condition that you die. And I'll say, now, what, 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 is, what does that mean? This is your get on the condition that you die. That should you die over the course of Yom Kippur, it'll turn out that what? That you are retroactively divorced. You are retroactively divorced. And therefore, I was never married to you. And therefore, there's not a problem of being married to two women. So the Gemara says, that's fine if she dies. I mean, if you'll excuse me, it's not fine. But you know, the same meaning, this works if she dies. Because then if she dies, it turns out retroactively she was divorced. And the Kohen Gadol was only married to one woman. Now, Obi Yom Kippur. But Dilma Lomaisa, maybe she won't die. And therefore, and again, we're still back to this. If she doesn't die, then there's no get. If there's no get, then what? That he's been married to two women. And retroactively, the vote of Yom Kippur was no good. He says to no, this is your get on the condition that you don't die. So we'll say, now watch this. So Ilo Misa, if she doesn't die, 
Migarshala. So we'll say if she doesn't die, then what? Then retroactively he divorces her. Vimesa, and if she does die, if she does die, it's okay. Why? Because I mean, again, it will say, I'm going to speak a little crassly. Just, just, you know, it's not okay, but you understand what I mean. It's okay for these purposes over here because, again, he'll only be married to one woman. So the says, okay, the Dilma Hilomesa, maybe, maybe she won't die. Maybe she won't die. The Havi Le Gita de Gita, and what happens? And this get will be a good get. But what will happen about Sai? Wife number one will die. See, this case works well as long as both women live. Because then if both women live, then retroactively, wife number two's get is chal. And therefore, it turns out that over Yom Kippur, the Kohen is only married to one woman. But what happens if wife number two lives, and therefore her get is chal retroactively, and what? Wife number one dies on Yom Kippur. Then what does it turn out? It turns out that retroactively, he was not married to anyone over Yom Kippur. The kamli below bias. Okay, so he has another one. Amenas shetamus achos mikem. Okay, so what does he say? This is your get. This is your get on the condition that one of you die. <laughs> like I said, I was like, you have to certainly work on the Lushan a little bit. But, but okay, th- this is your get on the condition that one of you die. <coughs> so the Gemara says, Mesaha, so if one of them dies, so let's say the second wife dies, Kaimahach, the first one is alive. Mesahach, this first second one dies. Ha Kaimaha. They're all saying the point is, as long as one of them, as long as one of them is alive, as long as one of them is alive, so Lamaiseth works. So the Gemara says, Maybe no one will die. And if no one will die, we'll say we're back to the same problem we had before. We're going to be left, he's going to be, he's going to be married to two women. Furthermore, furthermore, this type of condition would invalidate a get. Remember, this is your get on the condition that you die. So we'll say, why, why, would, this, why, would, this, why would this condition invalidate a get? Let's do what the Gemara says. Baham Rav, Rav says, if a man says to his wife, this is your get, on the condition that you never drink wine for the rest of your life and my, and my life. So the Gemara says, That's not a get. I will say, why is that not a get? You could put, you could attach a tonight to a get. You could attach it, you could, attach, you could give a conditional get, but the condition cannot span the entire lifetime of the woman. Why? Because if there's a condition that's going to be hovering over for the rest of her life, that is not a full separation. A get has to be a safer chrysos. has to be a book that divides. If there is some type of condition that, that binds husband and wife or ex-husband, ex-wife together until the day that she dies, that is not a separation. However, if he says, if he says you can't drink wine as long as Reuven is alive, even if Reuven is a healthy young man, then then that indeed is a proper chrysos. So the point of all says the Gemara is making, without getting into the laws of Gittin right now, is that if he says to her, this is your get on the condition that you die, that's not a good get to begin with. Because again, what that does is that creates a condition that's in place until when? For the rest of her life. Such a get is not a proper division between husband and wife. So I will say, the point the Gemara is saying over here is that this last tonight won't work on two levels. It won't work because the Maisa, if no one dies, he's married to two women. And it also doesn't work because the tonight that you're attaching to the get also doesn't work. El Amr rather, what does he say to her? Harizegitech amnashalo tamus chaverich. Chaverasech. Rather, what does he say to her? This is your get on the condition that your friend does not die. Your friend over here, they're not really friends. Right? Right? The, the friend over here is the, is the, is right, not anymore, is the co wife. So this is your get on the condition that your, my first wife doesn't die. I lo misa. So again, if the first wife doesn't die, chaverta migarsha. Then what? Wife number two is divorced. The and if wife number and if wife number one dies, 
ha, excuse me, yimesa ha, ha kaimaha. And if what happens, and again, I'll both say either way this works. Either if wife number one dies, then wife number two is still married. And if wife number two dies, wife number one is still there. So the Gemara says, Vidilma, Maisa Chaverta Bepalga Davoda. I, but maybe, maybe wife number one will die in the midst of the Avoda. And I will say, remember, if wife number one dies in the middle of the Avoda, then it'll turn out that what? That the get of this one was not a get. So both say, again, if wife number one dies in the middle of the Avoda, then Lemaisa, it turns out that he started Yom Kippur with two wives, and that would potentially invalidate the service. Ella the Amrullah, rather, what does he say to her? Hari Zegitech Amenas Shetamos Chaverasech. Rather, what does he say? He says to wife number two, This is your get on the condition that wife number one dies. That wife number one dies. Vidilma Maisa Chaverta. Okay, so now what will happen? Maybe wife number one will die. Vahavile Gita, the Ha Gita. They come, they below bias. And I will say, again, this is not going to work either because what's going to happen? Maybe, again, I will say, Maybe they're both going to die, right? Maybe the chaver, excuse me, maybe wife number one will die. If wife number one dies, then retroactively the get is not good. Get is good. If the get is good, then it turns out that he has no wife for the duration of the avoda. Ella de megarish Rather, so what does the Gemara say? Again, remember, we've also, we, we pretty much exhausted all the possibilities of a tenai that's going to work. So what does he do? He goes ahead and he divorces both of them. He gives them both a get, conditional gin. And what happens? For one of them, he says, this is your get, on the condition that your friend does not die. Your co-wife does not die. And to one of them, he says, And the other one, he says, this is your get, on the condition that you don't walk into shul on Yom Kippur. Now, I will say, what's the chap of that tonight? The chap of that tonight is that that is a circumstance you can control. What he gives her is there's like a get-fail-safe. So let, let's analyze this for just a moment. So for example, he says to wife number one, this is your get on the condition that your fellow doesn't die. Fellow doesn't die, which means what, Rabosai? That as long as she stays alive, as long as she stays alive, then what? Then Lemaisa, Lemaisa, as long as she stays alive, then the get is chal retroactively. If the get is chal retroactively, then he's only married to one woman. He's only married to one woman. But Lemaisa, again, let's say wife number two dies. So what does wife, so wife number one do about her conditional get? It's very simply, what does she do? Just step into shul. And by stepping into shul, what she does is she negates the get. So what the, what the Chap the Gemara is pointing out over here is the best way to do this, in order to control all the variables, give them both getting, but give one of them a get with a tnai, that can be controlled. This way, because you have a get fail safe, you could avoid the potential of practicing on Yom Kippur with two wives. But in the event that, we want, let's say, the second one dies, the first one could negate her get simply by taking action on her own part. But you can't so take the, her back when, when, if she's divorced. No, that's not the point. She's not divorced. Right. She's right. going to negate no the get, get from ever taking effect. That's what he's doing. The Dilma, lo but one second. But what, what about the following possibility? Maybe wife number two, won't, wife number one won't die. The Dilma, lo or really wife number two won't die. And she and wife number one won't step into the shul because it was like, maybe wife number one says, Oh, I'm going to show you. I'm going to show you. You think this is going to do the annual paper? You know what? So wife number two dies. Wife number one says, I'm not going anywhere. I'm sitting at home. And then what happens to Bosai? And then what ends up happening? Both are divorced. They come lay below bias. 
right? And what happens? And he has no wives to Yom Kippur. And after Yom Kippur also. <laughs> Rather, what does he do? So again, Rabbi said, we're still going to stick with this possibility of giving two gittin. To one of them, he'll say the following. He says to one of them, this is your get on the condition that your fellow, your co-wife doesn't die. Oh, so I will say, this is a much better case, because what does he do? He creates the second get totally conditional, but he's a smart enough man not to leave this in the hands of his wife. What does he do? He puts the condition in his own hands. This is your get on the condition that I don't walk into the shul. So this way, Rabosa, again, he has the ability to go ahead and activate the get himself. It does enter. Excuse me. The The because what happens? Because if what happens? If this one dies, the other one will be alive. And if this one dies, they will be alive. So the Gemara says, So what are you concerned about? What's going to happen? Because maybe one of the wives is going to die in the middle of the avoda. And what's going to happen? And what's going to happen? And he will go ahead and end up doing the avoda while retroactively married to two women. So the says, no, it's not a problem. I mean, why is it a problem? Because Rabbi if he sees that one of them is going to die, so what does he do? What does he do? Meaning this only works, obviously, if he sees that she's sick and she's going to die. He goes ahead and he runs to the shul. He runs into the shul. And what does he do? And he goes ahead and retroactively walk into the shul and retroactively trigger the get. Okay. Maskifla, it was a shtibol. It was always a breakaway. It was always a breakaway. Maskifla rav asi v'itema rav avira. Elameata, using this logic, shtei yevamos habaos mi bayis achos lo yisyatmus. Rav Osa, again, just so you should understand, what's ended up happening over here is the, the Gemara, the Gemara really seems to end off with this last case. The Gemara really ends off with, that we have a problem. There really is a difficulty. There really, well, well, we'll still try to resolve it. But the Gemara gives this whole, we especially spent the daf and a half trying to figure out what Tanahi can employ in order to be married to these two men. And the truth is, we've seen all of them really have their holes. So the Gemara now just raises a secondary issue. Using this logic, If you have two Yevamos that come from one home, now we'll say, what does this mean? Look at Rashi. It's on the top of the daf, three lines into Rashi, on the wide lines. So, if you have a man that was married to two women, listen to this. Let's say the Kohen Gadol has a brother, and the brother, and the brother dies, the brother dies, and what, excuse me, it doesn't have to be the Kohen Gadol, I, t- I take that back. So let's say a regular case of evil, and what happens, brother dies, and he leaves two, he leaves two widows. So using the logic that we said before, I will say that bias means, bias means one wife and not two wives, that would seem to mean that the surviving brother can't do yibum with two, two yibamos. Why? So the Gemara says, well, so look at Rashi. So Rashi says, So again, by, by yibum, the Torah also says that the surviving brother was going to go ahead and establish the bias, the home of his deceased brother. So if you're telling me that bias means one wife and not two, that would mean that if the deceased brother left two wives behind, that apparently the surviving brother would not be able to do yibum with both of them. To which the Gemara says, that's not true. Why? Yevimto, yevimto, riba. 
Abosai, the Pasuk Bayibum says the following. It says the word Yevimto twice. And then for Abosai, because it says the word Yevimto twice, then Lamaisa, that tells you what? That, you, that it comes to include more than one wife. That even though there's a bias that ultimately allows for only one. So Lamaisa, again, Yevimto allows for multiple. Take a look at Rashi. Rashi says, no, no, Rashi, I'm sorry. Yevimto, Yevimto, Riba, Riba. Maskif Ravina. So Ravina raises a kasha. Ravina says, but using this logic again, and Arusa also should not be able to do Yibum. Now, why not? Look at Rashi. So, listen to this. Let's say, let's say deceased brother, we'll call him Ruvain. Let's say Ruvain dies and he did not do Nisuin with his wife, he only did Erasin. So, maybe you'd be tempted to say that what? That Yibum should not apply to a wife that only had Erasin, but also had Nisuin. And why would you say that? Because again, the Torah uses the word bias, by Yibum, and bias, as we just said before, by the Kohen Gadol, means what, Rabosai? Means full consecrated marriage. So the Gemara says, so the Gemara says, maybe you shouldn't do Yibum by Narusa. So the which the Gemara says, Hachutza lerabos es Harusa. So Rabosai, interestingly enough, the Torah says, Hachutza. So Hachutza, this Lashon of the Torah says, Hachutza Ishzar that she should not have to go, the wife, the, the wife of the deceased husband, should not have to go out. So Rabbi said, the Gemara seems to understand that the word hachutza, going out, comes to include even the arusa. What does that mean? It means that any woman who was on the inside of marriage, even if it wasn't full-fledged marriage, it was just arusin and not nisuin, such a woman will still be subject to the laws of Yibum. So the Gemara goes back to it. Turn around on Kohen Gadol, Makriv Oni, Ve'ino Ochal. The Kohen Gadol goes ahead. The Kohen Gadol can be Makriv Oni, Ve'ino Ochal. So we know this, that the laws of Avelos don't apply to a Kohen Gadol. The Kohen Gadol does not tear his calling. The Kohen Gadol cannot even be Metame for his seven close relatives. <coughs> so the Gemara says the following. So the Gemara says, a Kohen Gadol, although he can offer up the sacrificial service in a state of Tumah, he cannot eat. He cannot eat. Actually, also we saw this earlier. So he can do the avoda, but if there are certain parts of the karbanos that are consumed, he may not eat of the karban. Rabbi Huda, Rabbi Huda says, look at Rashi, just for a moment. Rashi says, Ve'ino ochel, shlo hutrakan ela avoda v'kachim, v'kachim, asurim la'onin, kavachonim maister hakal, sh'amar Torah lo achalti ba'onim mimenu. So Rashi points out that we learn out actually from Meiser, that, that you're not allowed to eat from Meiser in a state of Aninos, and if you can't eat from Meiser in a state of Aninos, then certainly what? You can't eat from sacrificial items. He can do the avoda, but he can't eat. Rabbi Huda, Rabbi Huda says, kolayom, the whole day. So the says, what does that mean? My kolayom, Interestingly enough, according to Rabbi Huda, Rabbi Huda says that a Kohen Gadol is permitted to do the Avodah the entire day. And not only that, what do we do? If the Kohen Gadol was not in the Beis HaMikdash at the time that he became an Onin, what do we do? We literally bring him from his house and bring him to the Beis HaMikdash. Because you also remember, the, the example, when we normally talk about the Kohen Gadol doing the Avodah when he's an Onin, how do we normally conceptualize it? That he's in the Beis HaMikdash doing the Avodah and he hears about what occurred. But now what the Rabbi Huda is saying is that, no, even if he's not in the Reis HaMikdash at the time when the news occurs, but rather he's at home, what do we do? We actively bring him from his home to do the Avod in the Reis HaMikdash. Look at Rashi, why would we do such a thing? Rashi says, It's a mitzvah to bring him to the Reis HaMikdash to do the Avod the whole day. This is amazing. Why? To ease his pain. 
the assumption is that if we allow the coin, if we don't allow the coin gadol to go ahead and do the avodah, it's going to amplify his pain of loss. And also remember, the coin gadol has a very unique type of pain because he's not a regular person. He can't go to the levaya. He can't help in the kvura. He doesn't sit shiva. He doesn't tear his clothing. So the Gemara says, Rabbi Huda says almost as if if he's not going to be able to mourn, then what do we need him to do? We need him to do the avoda. So we pick him up from his house. We bring him to the base hamikdash. Amar le'abayid hashda. Rabbi Huda afuki matkina le. This sign Yahayo Omidu Makir Vagabe Mizbeach Shama Shames Lames. Mani so, okay, Rabbi say, you know what? Actually, what we're gonna do is we're gonna stop over here by Amarle Abaye, because I want to share with you a few a few things. So we left off again in the middle of this sugya over here. So we'll, we'll figure out we'll figure out what we're gonna do with the coin who's in owning tomorrow. But just again to, to close up a couple of a couple of loose ends. Number one, like we said before, the Raman Paskins, that the halacha follows like Rabbiosi. So this is Raman Avodas Yomekipurim, Perak Aleph, Halacha Gimel. Three things we learn. Number one, avodaso, avodaso mechan chaso. If the coin gadol does in Yom Kippur, the way we inaugurate the, co- the scan is through avoda. Number two, once the coin gadol is fit to come back for service, the scan is decommissioned, yet he still remains the coin gadol, which means what? If he did the avoda in coin gadol clothing, the avoda is good. And when the coin gadol dies, who becomes the automatic next coin gadol? The scan. That's the Rambam. Next. The halacha is Rambam Paskins. This is in Klei Hamikdash, Perek Hey, Pasuk Yud. Rambam writes, The Eino no se shtein nashim. The coin gadol cannot be married to two women at the time of the avoda. The imnasa shtein. I must actually take that back. The Rambam Paskins that the coin gadol in general may not be married to two women. However, the imnasa shtein, if he did marry two women, the Eino yachal la'avod beyom atzom. If the coin gadol was married to two women, apparently, again, that would not necessarily preclude him from doing his kohanic duties on a day-to-day basis, but it would prevent him from doing the avod on Yom Kippur, so he'd have to go ahead and, and divorce one of them. Next, uh, also going back to yesterday for just one moment. Remember we had the machlokis on Yudbeis Amud Aleph about whether or not Yerushalayim nischalka l'shvatim, right? Was Yerushalayim divided up among the shvatim or not? The Rambam Paskins that Yerushalayim was not divided up <laughs> among the Shvatim. Yerushalayim, although it was technically speaking in the tribal area of Yehudin Binyamin, it did not actually belong to Yehudin Binyamin, it belonged to all of Klai Yisrael. Therefore, as a result of that, remember based on yesterday's Suya, there is no Nigoim, there is no Nige Habatim, there is no Tsaras of the homes in Yerushalayim, the Rambam Paskins, and in Maskirin Basil Habatim. The Rambam says that when the Ole Regal came, Therefore, what? If I was a homeowner, I cannot rent out my house or rent out a bed to the people who came for Aliyah Laregal. What can I do? I can take their hides, animal hides, right? I, I, could, I could go ahead, right? I could go ahead and say, you know what? You stayed by my house. You should give me the hides. But Lameis the Naman Paskins, that your shine was not Nishatul Shvatim. I'll end off with one last thing, which I think is quite fascinating. There is a tshuva by the, by the, what time is it? There's a tshuva. Oh, we have a, oh. <laughs> Who played with the clock up there? It says 6.45 up there. All right, there was a going. So I'll say, ah, all right, we have a little coffee. So, so, so listen, so I'll say, so I'll take something interesting. We could have gone by during the Gemara. Okay, I could have gotten to the Mishnah. Okay, fine. So there's an interesting tshuva of the, of the Shvus Yaakov. The Shvus Yaakov is Rabbi Yaakov Reicher, who lived 1670 to 1733 in Prague. So, the, so listen to this. The Shvus Yaakov says, De echad shenasa isha al ishto. Listen to this. This is a Lamaisa case. Let's say a man married a second wife. So you'll say to yourself, how can a man marry a second wife? There's such a thing, it's called a heter mei rabbanim. A heter mei rabbanim means, without getting into all the technicalities of Rabbanim, say that if a woman, for some reason, is not receiving a get, this, mo- this often comes up, unfortunately, let's say in cases of, 
of, of Alzheimer's or cases where a woman doesn't have the mental capacity to receive a get, but the husband wants to get remarried. So what happens is you, there's something called the Hetermei Rabbanim, which essentially is you have to get 100 signatures of Rabbanim that would ultimately allow, allow for a man to get remarried. Since technically speaking on a biblical level, so a man can get remarried, but there's a Cherem, there's a Cherem Rabbeinu Gershom, essentially a rabbinic ban. So the rabbinic ban could be lifted, lifted by 100 rabbinic signatures. So let's say a man got married through what's called the Hetermei Rabbanim. So listen to this. The Shavuz Yaakov says, The Shuv lo yispalel biyamim noroim, the Shvus Yaakov says, bless you, that this person who's married to this woman should not go ahead and that he shouldn't be the Chazan Yamim Noroim. Why not? Until he's somehow able to divorce his first wife. Why? So listen to this. So he says, because how does the Ramah paskin? The Ramah says that the Shliach Tzibor for Yom Noram should be married. Should be married. Why? Because the Shliach Tzibor Yom Noram, I should listen very carefully. The Shliach Tzibor Yom Noram is like the Kohen Gadol. He is like Tefillah today is instead of the Avoda. So the Shliach Tzibor is like the Kohen Gadol. And therefore says the Ramah, just like the Kohen Gadol had to be married, so to what? The Shliach Tzibor has to be married. So the Shavuz Yaakov takes this a step further. Just like the Kohen Gadol could what? Only be married to one woman. So to what says the Shvos Yaakov, the Shliach Tzibar could also only be married to one woman and not two women. Can't have Shnei Batim. And therefore, the Shvos Yaakov says that although, again, this man did everything in conformance with Halacha, but since he's technically married to two women, therefore, says Shvos Yaakov, he should not go ahead and serve as Shliach Tzibar of Yom Noraim. The Birke Yosef and others of Shvos Yaakov argue on this particular Shvos Yaakov, but the Shavuz Yaakov holds his ground and says that the Shliach Tzibor must resemble the Kohen Gadol in every single way and therefore again if he's married to two women albeit halachically, legally, he still can't serve a Shliach Tzibor. Alright, we'll say we'll stop over here for today. We'll pick up Amir Tzashem. Good Gibbon Lomad Beis tomorrow. I'm sorry? <laughs> I think that was recorded. <laughs> She's married. She's Nishish. Oh, oh, oh. The only Hetter is for him to remarry. She's Nishish, yeah. What about the simple solution? I'll marry on